Hello and welcome back to 20 Minutes in the Text. My name is Andrew and I'm joined as always by my good friend. Mason. Mason, how are you doing today? Doing just fine. Busy as ever, but glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, today it is our joy to continue to seek and find and see Christ in the text mm -hmm. here with 20 Minutes in the Text. And we're going to be examining Another confirmation verse from one of our confirmands, uh, one of our young people in our congregation here this fall. Uh, and it comes from, I might argue, one of the most famous parts of the scriptures. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Certainly most quoted, oft quoted, uh, Psalm 23. Perhaps uh, as you're watching or listening, you've got it memorized. Perhaps it's familiar to you. And we're going to pull uh, one verse out of this and focus on that verse in the context of all of Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think you'll be able to track with us today as we, as we make some connections to how uh, this good shepherd Psalm points to the good shepherd in Christ. So uh, without further ado, uh, Mason, would you read for us just, uh, let's just do Psalm 23 verse four. Okay. Let's yeah. just read that verse and then uh, we'll talk a little more about how this fits into the psalm as a whole. Yeah, so Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yeah. And so Psalm 23 is sometimes referred to, as I mentioned already, the Good Shepherd Psalm. Right. Um, there is an obvious uh, connection for, for people who have, have read through the scriptures. There's uh, obvious not in that everyone should know, but obvious in that the words are the same. Uh, with, with Jesus' discourse in John 10, where he calls himself the good shepherd. Yes. Uh, I will say, and this is something that I've learned uh, in my Psalms class uh, this semester, is um, it's, it's, as we, this is sort of the point of our of our mm -hmm. video is to see Christ in the text, but it's also good just to read the Psalm as it is, right? That itself will give us context. Yeah. You know, uh, thinking about um, this isn't, I mean, for us sort of in the suburbs, shepherding and sheep seems sort of odd. So right. sometimes we just have to, and I encourage you if you're listening or, or uh, watching along to pause the video or the podcast and read through Psalm 23 and think about it in context of, like this is a normal thing in, in, in their life, in the life of the psalmist. Right? Yeah. And, you know, David is a shepherd. Right. Yeah. So he understands this. And as he writes this, um, Luther makes a note of this, that um, this is a psalm of thanks in which a Christian heart praises and thanks God for teaching him and keeping him on the right way, comforting and protecting him in every danger through his holy word. Mm -hmm. So we've got the shepherd the shepherd poet, David, writing a psalm, personifying his God as a shepherd to him. Right. Um, and in this outline of the shepherd's work, David understands a shepherd in kind of three different ways. Uh, first, as uh, one who leads. Second, as one who uh, dwells with or one who is present, and third, as one who provides. And that, I mean, that also then provides an outline for for the psalm itself. 
Yeah, again, sort of going back to the thing I just said a moment ago, here you have, contextually, you have David as a shepherd thinking about what it just means to be a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And then he moves on to the fact that his God does that. And then as we'll come to see, you know, spoiler alert, Jesus is the fulfillment of that. So there's that is, the Psalms are so rich because of the fact that there's multi-levels of how to read them. Absolutely. Right? So with that in mind, um, it's short enough. Let's just read all of Psalm 23. Let's do it. And keeping in mind this idea of um, a shepherd that leads, that dwells with, and that um, provides as we go. So um, here's Psalm 23, uh, verses 1 through 6 is all that it is. It's a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So how does, in the imagery here, as we consider God as our shepherd, as David is is prayerfully speaking to God, his shepherd, um, what is God doing to lead? How is God leading as a shepherd, or what's the imagery of a shepherd? What does he what does he do for his his sheep, uh, according to this passage? What do we got? Uh, so, um, according to the passage, you obviously have the the fact that the, the shepherd is taking care of the physical needs mm-hmm. of uh, the sheep. So he's leading them beside still waters, um, resting waters, easier to drink of, so not so scary for sheep. Also, though, places where ru- water runs, you think of lush pastures. So they're taking care of the food and the water, right? Yeah. And uh, the one that's leading down the path of righteousness. So it's interesting that the shepherd is the one who leads the sheep where to go. The sheep on their own don't choose the path of righteousness, right? Right. If it was up to them, they. I mean, obviously we've seen what happens uh, in uh, Jesus' parable of the lost sheep. Right. They go their own way. So it's yeah. the, 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 you know, they're keeping them on the right path, providing for the physical needs and keeping them out of danger. Yeah, cool. And then when we get to the, the heart of the middle of this psalm, we see how the shepherd is not only leading, but he stays. He doesn't just show the way and lead and go away. But you know, we have this idea of that the shepherd is present. Why would you say that that is important? I think on the multi-levels of this, so in thinking of a shepherd, but thinking about how David's God is a shepherd. Yeah, well, I think it's it's one thing to, to, to just show the way and say, all right, you know, carry on. All right, sheep, I got you in the pen, or I got you in the pasture, and I'll just stay, right? But to stay, to dwell, um, is an act of love. And it's an act of relationship. And so we see the shepherd who loves his sheep, who cares for his sheep and stays with them. There's a protection. There's, there's, there's yeah, all of these things that are going on. And it's interesting that uh, 
this, where's the specific place where, where the shepherd dwells in this psalm? It's in the shadow of death. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, I mean, the shepherd with the shepherd's crook, right? I mean, it's to sort of corral sheep that start to go wayward. But also, in many ways, it is a weapon against absolutely impending death. Right? Yeah. Wolves and other yeah. uh, other animals that, that seek to, to kill the sheep. So, I mean, in many ways, you know, uh, the same, it's, they're pulling the sheep in and they're whacking the, the, yeah. the enemies away. Yeah. Turn that bad boy around and just go yeah. to town. It's interesting, though. So, I preached on this psalm months ago mm -hmm. and I, I think what's was so interesting to me and uh, our, our Hebrew scholar in residence uh, Reverend Mark Hayner, <laughs> yes. uh, he we, we had a discussion about this but it says uh, for you are with me and it isn't like for example uh, for those on the podcast I'm putting a cup of water sort of next to me away from me but it's not like this cup of water is with me right it's sort of in the general vicinity right yeah. It's like the, the word is like, it's with me. It's close to me. It is in my sight. I have my hand on it, right? So there is, as you mentioned, that intimacy to, to the withness uh, or another way that uh, another person translated it was a companion. That's mm. essentially what they're trying to say there when they're saying they're with yeah. you, right? Yeah. And then the, the Lord provides, uh, the shepherd provides. And again, there's, there's an understanding that the shepherd's the provision of the shepherd is the, the physical needs, um, but also we, we have this, this imagery here of, of the banquet mm. and the hospitality and that um, mixing metaphors here, but the sheep is the shepherd's honored guest, right? That, that the shepherd loves the sheep so much that there is this, this act of, of celebration in their midst. Um, and and that's and that is where you know I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so, as as a sheep, I am I am in the the shepherd's presence forever. Mm. Um, and uh, it's the presence so, of the shepherd is where the house is. Right? Yes. So it's, there's sort of that little like the kitschy saying of like you know, um, how do you make a house a home, right? Right. Home is where the heart Home is. Home is where the heart is, right? As much as kitschy as that sort of sounds to our culture, and very much it's the it's the reality of, of the situation of uh, yeah. where the where the shepherd is, there is the home of the sheep. Yeah. So as you pointed out, it, it's important for us to attack this text and to digest this text for what it is. Right. Um, but if if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're anything like me, even as I'm talking about it, I it just begs the question of how does this point us to Jesus, right? And I, like I'm drawn, yeah. I can't help but exactly. make these connections to Jesus. Yeah. And so um, I want to read just a little bit out of John 10, mm -hmm. and then um, we'll we'll finish our time kind of walking back through and seeing how is it that Jesus leads us and dwells mm -hmm. with us and provides for us. So Jesus speaks in John 10. And he says, truly, I say to you, he who's not entered by the sheepfold, but by the door climbs in by another way. That man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He says, a thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. 
the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So Jesus, rightly claiming to be our good shepherd, how do we how do we see Christ in this good shepherd passage? Um, you know, so certainly he's there. And so how does Jesus lead us as our shepherd? Um, I think in many ways, so I guess the, the longer answer or the longer question is how does he lead us in righteousness? Yep. Right? And I think that um, it is always through the cross and through the empty tomb. Absolutely. Um, that's how he leads us. It, it's interesting sort of the, the shepherd's the door of the sheep. You know, mm -hmm. I've always thought that the door is cruciform. Um, when you walk through the door, you know, you're walking through the cross um, because that is where we're led for righteousness, yeah. for salvation. And so that's how Jesus as a good shepherd leads us. He leads us down, I think, in, in the fact that he makes us righteous, but then in our life, he's sort of pulling us towards righteousness. Certainly. As Lutherans would know as sanctification. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. So Christ is the one that leads us down paths of righteousness. He was righteousness for us. And it's through his righteousness where we find our righteousness. Yeah. And many of us, we talked about this the other day of all the great verbs of the faith are passive. So we are led down. We're not leading ourselves. Right. We're led down the path of righteousness. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. And uh, Jesus then also as our shepherd is with us. He dwells mm -hmm. with us. I think the in the most uh, easy connection, right? The low-hanging fruit is that we know Jesus as Emmanuel, that he is in fact God with us. Tabernacling among us, right? Yeah. In the flesh. Um, but he he wasn't just with us for the 30 some years that he lived on earth. Um, but he has dwelt with his people for all time. He has promised that he will be with us always mm. to the very end of the age. Um, promises to be with us when two or three are gathered around his word. So he is. What uh, you got something burning on your, yeah, your lips just, over you there. Know, it's just interesting because I think, and I'm not saying that we're doing this and there's, there's not enough time in the day to talk about this, but the, the, um, the importance of the fact that Jesus takes on flesh and comes to be with us. Mm -hmm. Again, it's we are being recipients of his of his tabernacling. We're being recipients of his incarnation, both during his thirty three years uh, on earth, but also in his the eternity that he has tabernacling among us. I mean, that is radical. That is a radical grace that only the Christian God gives. Absolutely, the fact that I mean that you know sort of pondering the incarnation. It's just mind blowing that God would that God would do that. Yeah, right. and even after His ascension, yet He remains with us, truly present in His body and blood in our sacraments. Um, you can't get more with than when the word is going literally into your ears and hitting your soul, yeah, or into your mouth by baptism, or being slapped on your head with with uh, or uh, into your mouth with uh, Lord's Supper, <laughs> slapped on your head with baptism, yeah. right? Like that, you can't get more with that, yeah. right? Um, is, yeah, it's absolutely. Great. And, you know, I guess that 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 brings us into this provision that God provides for us. Yes, he provides for uh, the sustaining of our physical and, and spiritual life by providing our daily bread, our physical daily bread, but also the spiritual food of, of the sacraments. Um, and I think 
his provision is deepest in the fact that he has provided, again, passive words here, um, that he is the one providing for our greatest need. Yeah. The forgiveness of sins, the salvation of our souls, yeah. the reconciliation. We are reconciled. We don't reconcile ourselves. We are reconciled, yeah. you know, in, in the cross of Christ. And notice how in Psalm 23 at the end it says, you know, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. It, it's it's not like from a distance, right? Like I like the, the language of, you know, yeah. goodness and mercy are going to chase you down, right? Yeah. Because of the fact that Jesus has led you down the righteous path, his goodness and his mercy are going to continually go after you because of his infinite love for you. Yeah. I just think it's it's grace upon grace there. Yeah. So when we look at Psalm 23 verse 4, we... I'm going to say it, like we can't help but see Jesus in right. this passage, right? That um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, oh, fear no evil. For, why? For Jesus is with me. Mm. It's Jesus' rod and Jesus' staff that comfort me. Jesus is your good shepherd, my good shepherd. He is our good shepherd. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And if we go back to what John says, or what Jesus says in John, that the good shepherd calls you by name, mm. so does Jesus in your baptism, right? That um, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, so Christ has laid down his life for us. Um, and he has come to, uh, to give us life abundantly, eternal life in him. But with the realization that you know, all those gifts come to us more often than not in times that we are in trouble, right? So yeah. the biggest point that we made was where where is the shepherd present? Where is Christ present? Um, I think most distinctly in this life, you can see him present in the valley of the shadow of death. And yeah. there he is continuing, continually picking us up, pulling us close, uh, reminding us that we're, that he's with us intimately through it all. Yeah. Um, and just continually watching over us and, again, pulling us in with his shepherd's crook, right, and stomping away uh, the enemy Yeah, once and for all. Yeah. Um, Jesus uh, is the good shepherd. Uh, and the love of Christ or the love of God in Christ is the love of the good shepherd mm -hmm. for you, his sheep. It's a love that leads. It leads you down the paths of righteousness. It's a love that dwells with you even in the valley of the shadow of death. And it's a love that provides for your physical, bodily, and most importantly, spiritual needs yeah. of forgiveness of sins and resurrection of life. And that's what it means to have a good shepherd and to be Jesus' little lamb. Mm -hmm. Following after the shepherd. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, here on 20 Minutes in the Text. Bye, everybody. Twenty Minutes in the Text is recorded and produced by Andrew Nelson and Mason Veith at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in St. Peter's, Missouri. Andrew and Mason are friends, theologians, and brothers in Christ who find great joy in sharing the gospel message. Join us for Christ's word, commentary, and conversation, 20 minutes at a time. We hope you enjoy the show.